The Rose Gray Show. <laughs> Nine o'clock on Saturdays on WTMJ. The Fox World Travel Show. Featuring Rose Gray. Thank you. Rose, how are you? I am fabulous. I was with a whole bunch of people that traveled to Tuscany with me last year because oh. Gafiti met all of us at the Bavarian Beer House, and several of those people are going to Vietnam with me on, mm. sat- on oh. Sunday, and they're packed already. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you about this because this part of the world really intrigues me. And Fox has been one of the leaders in this part of the world. You've been doing it for about a decade now. Tell me about Vietnam, Cambodia, and that sort of trip. Right. So basically, already in 2012, we started doing focus groups, sending out surveys, working with the American Legion, anybody that would give us the time of day to say, is it the right time to go back? And are we foolish to think that there will be veterans who will want to go back? And our research said no. Now, not to take it too um, hard, if somebody said, are you out of your mind? I'm never going back there again. And let me tell you, John, we heard a lot of that. But we stuck with it. And my very first trip, I limited it to to 20 people, and we had 20 people. The river cruises on the Mekong are very small ships because it's a very, very shallow river. And so typically those boats are like 30 cabins, maybe 40, absolute maximum. So again, they're not going to give you the whole entire thing unless you commit to it, and we hadn't done that before. So we did all that research, and my very first trip was 2014. And I've not changed much about the itinerary mm. since then because I didn't know what I didn't know, but now it's worked out really well. We fly into Hanoi and you get the communist feel there. There's red stars everywhere. Mm-hmm. And everybody is very, very proud of the communism and very, very proud of what that has provided the people. Then we go over to um, Cambodia. Now, if you've ever seen Lara Croft, if you've yeah, ever seen yeah. Angelina Jolie's yeah. kids, you know why she adopted children from that area. It's, they're just beautiful, beautiful children. People are so friendly. It's so affordable. It's so wonderful. So we do Siem Reap first. Um, we do see Anchor Wat, Anchor Tome, where all of that was filmed. Yep, the it, famous it, pictures we've absolutely seen. Absolutely remarkable. Then we do Nam Pen and we do the Killing Fields. And it just reminds me of when I have to have conversations with guests when we do Auschwitz. If this is something that is absolutely not in your wheelhouse, you can't do this, you don't want to do this, we'll make other arrangements. But for the most part, people want to see it. It's a somber day, but it's an important day. Was there a pivot point to Rose where Cambodia and Vietnam might have been like, I don't know, not yet. Yep. Like, when was that? I would say we started doing that research. I already wanted to do this 2008, 2009, 2010, and it took us that long to really get all the research done. And I got to tell you guys, when I am on an Alaska cruise or when I'm traveling and I see somebody with a Vietnam veteran's hat because they wear them proudly, John knows this they better do. than anybody because he's been on so many honor flights, I will broach the subject with them. If I get the feeling immediately, I'm not interested in discussing this, I drop it. But I have asked, would you go back? And the answer we often get is not on a bet. Would not go back, have no interest. But the people who have gone back that did serve come back and tell me things like, or tell me on the trip things like, I knew this was a beautiful country, but I couldn't see it because I was so I was in a war. I was in a war and I couldn't see it. And I want to open up about this to my family and my wife. And I can't do this. And I think this is going to be the catalyst, the cathartic Mm. thing that's going to open me up. I will tell you on my second trip, I had someone who was a medic in the Coochie Tunnels. Wow. When we got to the Coochie Tunnels, 
it just oh. flowed out of him. He just spoke and spoke and spoke and wow. gave us, even the guide that was with us was blown away by what he was sharing. So I think for many of us, the only thing they know about Vietnam is that the Vietnam War was there and there was rice paddies and we see the film of the helicopters. Talk about the beauty. Is it a pretty place? It's, is it, what's it's, it like? It's tropical. It's in the 80s when we go. This is hot, kind of the high season. January, I, the last trip I did, we went way at the end of March and I said, that's too late. Now we're getting really hot. It's getting really hot. It can be rainy, but we stay in very nice hotels and when we are on the ship, it's a first-class ship. So I feel like you always have that respite. You always have that place to go back to after you've kind of immersed yourself in the culture. We go to see kids in schools. We go to cooking classes. We do those kinds of things. But we also go and see the houses on stilts and the cow underneath the houses on the stilts and the women in the rice paddies and the women making bricks and all of that. So we do see all of that. And then you'll see as we go down the Mekong and we get down into what is now Ho Chi Minh City, I still say Saigon, these people love Americans and they will say to us, if you had stayed one more year, we could have won this war. If you could have stayed two more years, you want to say if we stayed five more years, we couldn't have won this war. But but that, that is how appreciative they are. And they will tell you stories of their fathers going to re-education camps and how horrible that was for them. But um, I, I wouldn't, this is my fourth trip and I wouldn't keep going back if I didn't love it so much. Rose Gray is with us in the studio. I, I, I'm so intrigued by this, Rose. Um, I do want to switch gears, though, and ask you about something else you sent that I just found absolutely yeah. fascinating. <laughs> you talk about red China, red communism, the color red and what it means to travelers. I couldn't believe when I read the headline, but tell me what we're talking about here. So what they claim is that if you wear red on your flight, you will get better service from flight attendants. And I have seen something that even says you may get upgraded to first or business class more easily if you are wearing red. I'd explain that. I don't know. Do people just see you? Are you just more noticeable if you're wearing red? So there's an eye contact thing? I'm going with that because one time somebody told me years ago when I first started in business, never wear a brown suit. People feel like they can push you around when you're in a brown suit. A blue suit, no problem. Black suit, you got it. Don't wear a brown suit. I think it's the same thing. I think you're more colorful and more noticeable. I've got some research here. That, that dives into this. It's called the red dress effect. Okay. A phenomenon in which women wearing red are deemed more desirable in survey after survey amongst men. According to a study from the University of Rochester published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology in 2008 entitled Romantic Red, they found red enhances men's attraction to women. In every men demographic, red makes men feel more drawn to women. Here's another one. Red can also mean you are more powerful and dominant. That's in a study from 2007 published in the Journal of Evolutionary Psychology that shows that decision makers find that people who wear red, women who wear red, excuse me, are more powerful and dominant and desirable. It's, it works for me. I mean, I you have you heard the little thing, the, the, the thing where people are giving gifts to the flight attendants now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Almost every yes. flight I have been on over the last year and a half, I've seen people giving gifts gift cards and bags of chocolate to flight attendants. I've seen that too. That's a common thing at hmm. the gate. Like if you walk up with a nice little bag of candy yeah. and you give it to the lady at the gate, hey, I'm just checking in. I hope you're having a good day. Here, I know it's tough you deal with people that are not nice. I have this for you. How's the flight look? Yeah, exactly. Now, the truth of the matter is getting upgraded is almost impossible is. these days because people are using points to it's upgrade. It's all status now. It's, exactly. So here's the thing, though. 
I have had good fortune things like a mother needed to sit with her kid and there were no two seats in economy and voila, I found myself in first class. So it's always about how nice you are and how cordial you are and all those kinds of things. Rose Gray, check her out 9 o'clock on Saturdays here on WTMJ. Have a great trip, Rose. I can't wait to talk to you. Thank you. And I'm going to be on Conversations with Libby Collins on Sunday. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. All right. I'll check that out. Sounds good. Rose, thanks.